Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Alex King. Today is Tuesday, September the 17th, 2019. It is 4 p.m. in New York. That's 1 p.m. Los Angeles time. And then it's at 9 p.m. in London, 5 a.m. in Tokyo, and 6 a.m. in Sydney, Australia. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today. You are daily dose of happy. And I'm actually still checking my settings here to make sure everything looks good, but I think it looks good. Can you hear everything okay, Alex? I mean, we're Yes, I can. So we're in good shape. (laughs) We're good. I mean, considering, comparing to some of the other stuff that I've been dealing with today, that's a nice, relatively easy problem to solve, and it's already solved, so. There we go. (laughs) So how you doing? You got, I think you have more purple in your hair. I'm not sure how you accomplish that. Nope. Maybe lighting is different. I mean, literally, you're showing more purple than last time. Well, I did charge the batteries in my uh, podcast lights, so that's probably ah, what it is. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That'll do I have it. to charge them every other day. It's it's rechargeable batteries are a scam. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. Rechargeable batteries are a scam. Okay. But then well, it's like, I... if I don't use them, I'm buying batteries like every other day. So what are you going to do? <laughs> Not worry about it. I need I need podcast lights that plug in. That's what I need. Don't worry, be happy. That's my philosophy. Facts, facts. <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't really have a topic in mind for today, but uh, I figure something will come up. Oh, uh, oh, she's raising her hand, folks. This usually means that she has something to say. What do you have? Alex always comes prepared. So she comes prepared. I was watching this weekend. Was it this weekend or yesterday? Yesterday was the uh, the roast of Alec Baldwin. So I figured. <laughs> was he tasty? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that reminds me. I had a dad joke for you, but now I can't remember what it was. See, I, um, I threw your dad joke right out of the water. That's you did. You did. <laughs> but, yeah, so I wanted today's topic to be uh, stand-up comedy. Ah, okay. All right. That's good. And, actually, as with anything else in life, stand-up comedy is a part of life, and so therefore it has a law of attraction component to it. Especially when you're vibrating kind of low and you're trying to raise your vibration. Which is basically a setup for a stand-up comic who is trying desperately not to bomb. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Something I have never experienced, and I never experienced, but uh, that had I have experienced something close to that because I used to play in bands when I was younger, and it's very similar to going into a club where there is nobody there and you're starting your set. Yep. Yeah. Been there. That's not a fun place to be. No, I've I've uh, catered to an audience of two once. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think who it was. There's a famous band. I think it actually may have been two famous bands, mm-hmm. and the two of them played to an audience of nine. It nine. Probably, <laughs> it, it was it was probably the best concert those nine people ever saw. But <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, you catch the right band early on before they become famous, right? You know? And and you're one of nine in the audience. You're saying, okay, but where's Madonna? You know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That happened to me when um, I went to, it was probably my only major concert at like, I think it was TD North Bank now, but uh, it was the garden back then. Mm-hmm. And um, it was Missy Elliott and Alicia Keys and Beyonce. And Beyonce was the headliner. And Missy Elliott was before Beyonce, but Alicia Keys was the opener. And it's wow. like, that's crazy. Like. Yeah. <laughs> And then she was doing, she was like playing the piano upside down. She was doing all types of, <laughs> it was crazy, but it was like, it was an experience. And then it, it's like now to see of their careers. And right? it's like, I only paid $40 for my ticket. Like it's it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on the, I was on the ground level. Like it was insane. <laughs> so that's definitely an enduring memory for you. Yes, it is. And I went with my two cousins and it was the best time. Mm. And we we definitely bonded over that and yeah, good times. <laughs> Very good, yeah. Yeah. So so there's an example. I mean, when Alicia was up there, if anytime that you're playing the, the piano upside down, it means among other things, you're trying to get your energy up. Yeah. Definitely. And you're trying to get the audience what audience you have, you're trying to get their energy up too. Yep. Yep. How, definitely. how did she do? She was amazing. I was blown away. I was like, is this really happening? Like she's literally <laughs> laying on the piano 
playing backwards. backwards. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, oh, she's talented, talented. I was like, who's this chick now? Right. <laughs> now I know who she is. <laughs> I don't think you'll forget who she is now. Never, never. I was like, time? you guys ever heard of Alicia Keys? She's kind of, I like her songs. Let's, uh, let's look her up when we leave. <laughs> At the time, it was more along the lines of keys. Is that like with opening your car? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I did do that. I was like, oh, because she plays the piano. I get it. Keys. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> it all clicks now. And I like, I'm like screaming it in my cousin's ear. I was like, keys, get it? Alicia, keys, you get yeah. it? <laughs> so yes, Alex, we get it. <laughs> this chick. <laughs> So tell me about your experience playing to an audience of very small numbers with no energy level. Um, oh, they had an energy level. People always have an energy level when I'm in the room. I bring the energy. And that was one of the things that the uh, one, of, one of the audience members was uh, actually a critic who was uh, – is that Jeffrey? Uh, no, it's actually Nathan saying, nice show. <laughs> oh, hi, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan's a friend of mine. So <laughs> – He's, I think he did text me that he was watching, but I, I was already on screen, so I couldn't look at it. Anyways, so, um, yeah, one of the, one of the audience members was a, was a critic for a lo- local newspaper. And so, but I didn't know that. So I just did my regular act and they basically said that, you know, she knows how to entice the audience, whether it be one or a million. And she knows how to engage her, her because I was very lazy, and we both know I'm bad at math. So when they tell you you have five minutes, <laughs> this is early in my career. So I was like, well, here's what's gonna happen. You guys are gonna let me know when I have when I've when I've hit four minutes, and that so so I had the audience like keep the clock for me, and that's how I kept them engaged. So uh-huh. they, yeah, so that was like my trick. And I was like, what, where's my time at? No? Good? All right. Keep going. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Because yeah. the so audience was, involvement is huge. There's no doubt. It is. You, it if is. you're trying to raise the energy level, you got to have the audience with you. Audience participation is, is key. And I learned that very, I think probably my second show I learned that. Mm. And, yeah, it's kind of on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is basically how I live my life. Like, everything I do is on-the-job training. Hairdressing on the job training, stand-up comedy on the job training. Apparently, writing a scripted series on the job training. <laughs> Just haven't quite figured out what you're training for yet. But other than that, you got to go. Well, I'm training for life, the different different okay. aspects of my okay. life. So you know, I'm in my 30s now. So now I'm a scripted writer, and that's that's what's happening. <laughs> so, so do you have your degree yet? No, no, no I'm sorry. <laughs> I have my degree in everything. In everything, okay. <laughs> I'm magical like that. I create my own degrees. So when we're, uh, we both have had experience then of playing to a dead audience and trying to bring it alive, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it often feels like that too, because yes. you, you apply the electric charge to the two terminals and, and either everybody is shocked awake or else they're shocked to death. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fine line. <laughs> it's a very fine line. <laughs> it's a little bit terrifying when they get shocked to life too. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, because all of a sudden the energy's just jumped up in front of you and they're all focused on you. Yeah. And it's like, I, I used to have this one friend who would come to all my shows and he's Italian and he's very, um, talks with his hands and all mm. that type. He's very Italian. Mm. And so whenever I would make him laugh, no matter how many times he's heard the jokes, he would bang his fist on the table <laughs> as he was laughing. And I was like, calm down. It was not that funny. <laughs> but it made the audience go, okay, this must be funnier than we think. We're not getting something because this right, guy right. over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, there probably were some people in the audience who were saying, oh, that's your show. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it got to the point where I was like, all right, butts, calm down. Like, really? <laughs> You've heard the joke 15 times. It's not that serious. Yeah, right. <laughs> the first four times were good. After yeah. that. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, it's it's disturbing now. Stop it. <laughs> Time to take your medicine. Okay. <laughs> So what role do you think the law of attraction plays in getting your your energy up like that? Like you say, when you walk into a room or onto the set of a podcast or whatever else, you mm-hmm. bring the energy up immediately. But 
has that always been true for you or did you have to work to learn to do that? In other words, is that something you have to attract or does it just kind of follow you? Like you never really had to give it any thought. I never gave it any thought. It just always brought it with me, I guess. So you had a really high level of confidence that you'd attract something like that. I've always been told, I think from the age of seven, I went to a hair salon and they were about to do my hair and I was specifically asked for a certain hairstyle. Like I already knew what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And one of the hairdressers says, your daughter's very (laughs) self-aware. And I was like, it stuck with me for some reason. Like, I didn't know what it meant back then. I was like, I'm going home. I'm going to look this up. Look it up, right? This sounds really cool. And this <laughs> sounds like something I can put on my resume. So <laughs> at seven years old, I was I was that much. I was a lot. <laughs> and at 7.5 years old, once you found out what self-aware was, you oh, were Oh, yeah. Out. Every time somebody was like, so what, mm. what's your personality? Like, well, I'm very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Or when someone was like, oh, she talks too much. I'm self-aware. <laughs> kind of covers a lot, doesn't it? It does. It's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a, a quite a complete phrase. You can mm-hmm. use it in almost any, and it, and it really doesn't have a negative stigma of any kind t- attached to it, does it? Um, it can. Like what? When people are like, okay, like she's a bit much, and my mom will just go, she's self aware. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In other words, leaning toward egotist or something along that line. Uh, yeah, a little bit, little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like well, I, I, could say I have that. low key narcissism, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything low key about you. <laughs> Facts. Facts. I mean, no seriously. <laughs> there's nothing low key about me. <laughs> trying to remember the last time I saw you low key at all. You were really depressed at that on that particular day, I can't remember what the incident was, but something had really brought you down. And then the next time I saw you, it was like you had bounced back up again. So you couldn't even oh, yeah. when I'm, more than a day. When I'm down, it's, I don't let that energy stay with me for too long. I, I, because, because of the, the, the depressive episode that I went through for like four to five years, mm-hmm. I was like, I never want to feel this way again. So anything that gets in my way, I'm like, <laughs> F it. Keep it moving. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> Keep it moving. I don't have time. I don't that's, have time. That's the bus philosophy. Don't worry. Another bus is coming. No big deal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's a good mm-hmm. way to do it. So, okay. Well, what, I mean, this is your topic. So what did you have in mind? Where were the law of attraction connectors on this? Law of attraction connectors. Okay. So it, it, for me, it connects with relationships is with, with really? uh, other people. Um, because I was talking to someone the other day and they didn't know my personality just yet. And it was via text. So you know how we always say you can't judge a conversation via text or how things come across because you can't hear people's tones. Mm -hmm. You may put LOL, but they may not think it's funny, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm savage with my jokes. We know this. So (laughs) And blunt. Blunt, yes. So Mm -hmm. I come across quite harsh at first. And then you get to know when you realize, oh, it's not it's just Alex. It's just not that bad. Mm-hmm. And so I had said something, and they were like, oh, that was kind of harsh. And I was like, mm, mm-hmm. sorry, that's me. Self-aware. <laughs> Self-aware, right. <laughs> Do you have your own hashtag? I'm curious. I have all the hashtags. <laughs> uh, but oh. is there like a self, is there Alex self-aware, hashtag Alex self-aware or something like that? You know like what? That? I have so many T-shirts that need to be made. With <laughs> I don't even know where to start, but self-aware is definitely one of them. I would start with that, and, and yeah. I turn it into a hashtag for sure. Yep, yep, yes, yeah. I'm definitely going to. Yeah, make it make All it right. part of your signature on your text messages or something. You know, you know what? I'm changing my email from Mystical Magical Day to hashtag self-aware. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. The die has been cast. <laughs> so when something changes in my life, it's usually because Walt said so. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me get this straight we, we are now in blame and victim mode and, and you're going to be blaming me whenever it comes out not right because I'm the one who did it at least two days a week <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this but it's not going to work <laughs> dang it <laughs> if, I can't what... make, if I can't get away with anything that I say why should I let you get away with it facts <laughs> I mean, actual you know, factuals. Fair is fair. Here, yeah, right? I wouldn't let you get away with that either. All Absolutely. Right, good, yeah. good point. Touche. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so relationships play a role, and, and uh, talk about the, the the relationship aspect of being on stage. I think you kind of started to when you talked about 
you know, bringing the audience energy up, but you know, talk about it some more because, uh, I think it's a good analogy. Whenever you're talking about trying to attract anything, law of attraction, um, yeah. relationship kind of bubbles up to the top. It's like one of the first mm-hmm. things that people think of. So let, let's start there. How do you, how do you do it when you're, when you're doing stand up? Um, we're doing anything funny, really. Well, see, that's the thing. You don't, you don't try to be funny on purpose. It's just you either have it naturally or you don't. And if I see an opening, I'm going for it, mm-hmm. whether it's low hanging fruit or not. Um, but yeah, when, when in friendships, so it comes in handy, especially in friendships when like your friends are kind of low and you're like, mm. you know, you gotta be like, well, I didn't like that dude anyway. So <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you about his snaggle tooth and double eyebrow situation. And so. <laughs> But like, I've been meaning to say something, but I didn't want to say nothing. So I didn't say nothing. So now I'm saying something, you know, stuff like that. So it comes in handy with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to bring your, bring your friends' vibrations up. It, it definitely comes in handy. And, um. Note to self, make sure that you cut the hairs between the eyebrows. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, that's the first thing I will say to people is, ooh, before I tell them I used to be a hairdresser, I'm like, can I pluck your eyebrows? <laughs> No offense, but they're supposed to be two. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, they do come in pairs. Yes, true. they come in pairs. You know, eyes, ears, <laughs> things Although like that. Some people who get short shifted. I mean, they you know, sure I mean do. So some people like, you know, half an eyebrow that doesn't go all the way over and stuff. Yep. I don't quite understand what that's about. Uh, that's over plucking. That's what that is. Okay. If you say yeah. so. Maybe what that's happens, what it is. Yeah, when you when you pluck too much, eventually the hair stops growing. So, you know, back in the '90s when we're and our eyebrows were like this this thin, yeah, we ruined them. Now we're all having a hard time trying to grow them back. Now the thick ones are in. <laughs> Boy, am I glad I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yours are white now, so you don't have to worry about it. It's fine. Well, you can't see them anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> they just kind of disappear. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I started saying. I was like, why am I even plucking my eyebrows when I wear glasses everywhere I go? What, what is the point? <laughs> I mean, Louise asked me to shave today, and my, my answer is, how would you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously, with your seafood chin, what's happening? <laughs> no, that's true. Not true. She she always recognizes when I haven't shaved. She'll ask me, like, if, if it's been more than 24 hours, she'll ask me, oh, you haven't shaved lately. Like, how come? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A wife knows. A wife always knows. A wife always knows, yes. So do husbands, by the way. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was Think like, husbands don't, husbands don't notice anything. What do you mean? <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> yeah, it took me, took me 2.5 seconds, but I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> One thing we can always count on on Tuesdays is a lot of laughing. Oh, my goodness. That's because I'm here. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And and I'm not diluting you anymore. I mean, you are the co-host. There, there isn't like a second co-host. So instead of one-third of the time, you got one half or more, depending on how much you can actually take. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> so, okay. Well, uh, let's draw from the, the tricks of Alex King as the uh, uh, stand-up comedian. Okay. You say it comes naturally. Have you ever yes. had to work at it? And if so, what did you, what tricks did you use in order to get that audience to come up to you? Um, I have had to work at it. It, it did come naturally and that's how I got into it. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, it's still hard work and it's a craft and you have to, and you have to practice at it and you have to, you have to hone your jokes and you also have to read the room and know your audience. You have to know where you're performing. And cause there's definitely some jokes that don't apply if you have an all white audience (laughs) versus if you have a mixed audience versus if you have an all black audience versus if you have an all female audience, like you gotta, you gotta read the room, man. So it's like, you gotta adjust your set and it's like, okay. Wait, wait a minute. Are you saying that audiences are racist and sexist? (laughs) It's like, it's a possibility. At least back in the two thousands, it was, let me tell you. There's, there's some sensitive people in the world. <laughs> I guess the answer to that is welcome to the world. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. I remember the only time I ever bombed was because I decided to switch up my joke at the last minute. Really? Yeah. I had heard on the news. This is back when, uh, remember Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. So he had, he was just on the news for saying something along the lines of, he was accused of being racist. 
Ah. And he was saying something along the lines of, I love black people. When I die, I want to be buried with in a, in a black um, cemetery. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, I was like, this is gold. This is gold. And I was, literally, I heard it 10 minutes before I left for the comedy club. And I was like, okay, how am I going to work this in? Because this is magic. And then it wasn't magic. It was mm. not magic. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you don't do the proper preparation. Is what yes, happens. exactly. Proper preparation. Stick with your set. Mm. Don't, don't do jokes that you haven't tried before. Right. Uh, mm. Again, know your audience because it was an all-white audience. And they were like, she's hitting on Dog the Bounty Hunter? Like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was even worse because I, I, they were offering free drinks. And I never usually drink when I'm, when I'm on stage. Oh no! But I was like last to go on, so I was like, "All right, you know, they're free drinks. I'll have oh, a couple." Oh no! Yeah, you can't focus, and you're like, no. "Oh, what joke was next? What joke was next?" Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. bad. It was bad. Ugh. And then I went yeah. to the bathroom after, and these two girls were like, "Can you believe she was talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter? Like, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, you should have said something to her face." And then I came out of the bathroom, and they were like, hey. "So, so, so you're just striking out left and right here. This is." I mean, I'll give you credit. When you bomb, you do it in a superior way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If I'm going down, I'm going out hard, and I'm taking everybody with me. Wow. I, I take the words, go big or go home, very literally. I, apparently, yeah. And quite seriously, I might add. Yes, yes, definitely. Whew. Wow. Yeah, okay. I was, not, I was not messing around. I was like, yeah, you should have said that to to the comic's face. And then I came out of the out of the stall, and they were like, <gasps> Well, well, just in case there are any Dog the Bounty Hunter fans listening, and, and we're not trying to offend anybody there, but we'll, we'll, we'll simply point out, first of all, our condolences to his family because he yes. lost his wife. Yes, and second of did. all, we wish him good health because he's dealing with a heart issue right now. Is he? See, he I is. haven't caught up with him since the whole thing. So. Yeah, I, I don't really follow him at all, but I, I happened to catch a news item somewhere that he was in the hospital being evaluated for a heart issue. So hopefully wow. that's all ironing itself out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, it also is interesting to me. This is an aside that kind of goes off of our topic. It's uh -huh. really interesting to me. I see this as a law of attraction thing. How when one person in a relationship dies, how so often the other person dies soon afterward. Broken heart syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh -huh. amazing how often that happens. And, yeah. and I don't know if that's going to happen in his case. I mean, hopefully he'll decide to recover and feel good and live a long, happy life continuing but uh, yeah. you never know because the pattern shows up over and over and over again it does i've seen it and i hate to say it on Grey's anatomy because that's my only medical background but yeah <laughs> people i'm you basically a surgeon at this point <laughs> yes louise yes that is the show anyways so well, it's, actually it's doctor shows in general i mean that, that's how she learns stuff so that you know if we actually have to be sitting in front of a doctor or sitting in a hospital she's explained to me well this is what this is for and that's well, what that's for it's they like, hate that they hate that <laughs> <laughs> I went to the doctors once and I was like, listen, it's not a muscle issue. I don't need a muscle relaxer. It's definitely a bone issue. And they were like, I'm sorry, what's your medical background? <laughs> yes, right. And I don't right. want to say Grey's Anatomy, but at the same time, like, like I was so I was just like, it's my body. I know what's wrong. Like, I'm just telling you. <laughs> well, it does raise the question. What were you asking for their opinion for? <laughs> Well, I, need, I needed the referral to get the shots. <laughs> they hold the keys, so to the kingdom. I ha, I don't I don't have the combination. Block. You just want to have the power to write your own prescription. That's what it is. No, that'd be a problem. <laughs> and ah. then everybody'd be like, "Oh, Alex got the uh, got the scripts, huh?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "What do you need? No, I don't think you need that." <laughs> so I guess there is some value then to have them have their medical expertise and to have them bit. follow their own their own path to resolving the issue instead of taking your advice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you want to take it take into account the patient and how they feel, and you know, no, sure. what, of course, because again, they know their body. Like I, I'm in the hospital all the time, so when I say something's wrong, I know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're touching on something. We're deviating from your topic severely. As here, we but, do, as yeah. we do. <laughs> but this this reinforces something for me, and it brings it up to mind, in conscious mind anyway. Mm -hmm. I am now like 100% convinced that all illnesses are created or caused, I'll, I'll use the word caused, they're caused by our minds. Wow. 
I am 100% convinced every single illness that human beings encounter, illnesses in animals, all of them, they are created in the minds of the host that is experiencing the illness. Anyone suffering from cancer now can uh, contact Walt at <laughs> waltfloydtoday.net. I, 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 I suppose I should put in the medical disclaimer, shouldn't I? Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We're not doctors. I'm sorry, where uh, is your degree from? <laughs> we're not doctors. We're not dispensing medical advice here. And so so there's the disclaimer. I'm not dispensing medical advice. I, medical advice. I am simply saying my own opinion. I really do believe that all medical situations come from thought patterns. And... It's, I'm seeing it in so many different ways mm-hmm. with people I know, with mm-hmm. people I don't know who are famous, with mm-hmm. stories that I hear, mm-hmm. stuff that I read. Mm-hmm. But when I really think about it over and over and over again, there's always a pattern that mm-hmm. led up to the illness mm-hmm. or the disease or even accidents. Isn't even accidents? Even accidents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, and I know that's that's a fairly controversial thing to say, but... I, I, it's almost make me wonder, is there such thing as an accident? Hmm. I mean, yes and no. Cause like, since we're all in the matrix anyway, are there, are there accidents? <laughs> well, welcome to my discussion. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my Ted talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, it, yeah. it, it gets to the point where I, well, I look at it this way. Mm-hmm. We are all creators. We create yes. every instant that we're consciously awake, mm-hmm. consciously alive, right? We're constantly creating. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're constantly creating and we're creating our lives and we're mm-hmm. creating our experiences and so forth, why wouldn't that include our illnesses and our accidents and mm-hmm. the things that we don't really like? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're attracting all this other stuff that we don't like by focusing on stuff we don't like. Why wouldn't it, why would it be limited to just that stuff? Yeah. I mean, you make a good point. You make a good point. And I've been wrestling with that point for quite some time. I'll tell you, this is not I something that I come to easily. Yeah. This is not an easy thing to come to. No. But by the same token, it's strangely empowering. Mm. Because once I recognize that this is true, I I may not have been able to um, master mm-hmm. my thought process at all times to the point where I'm really focused at all times on what I want. I'm far from that. Well, who could be? I mean, oh, there's a moth. God. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Oh, it's on the screen. Oh, God. Get away. (laughs) (laughs) I hate bugs. This bit of comic relief brought to you by. (laughs) Which brings us back to our topic. That's Oh, we are far ranging today. Thank you, Mr. Moth. We appreciate that. Little yes. Oh my God. That was, that was, I don't know where my, my bug eater is, but he's off the clock right now. I don't know where he is. Is that Rusty or Chloe? Rusty, because he's, he likes his protein, but uh, Chloe's just, she's on the couch downstairs. Yeah. Or sitting I, in the sun on the patio. I get the impression right? Chloe is more, she's more of a hanger on who just kind of hangs out until that last second when she's needed and then she goes back to taking her nap. Yes. That is her all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I t- make fun of her all the time. I'm like, oh, you have morning breath because all you do is sleep. So your breath stinks at all times. <laughs> I was like, oh, what part of the ocean were you licking? Jesus. Yikes. Smells like clams in here. <laughs> so I'm always saying good morning to Chloe, no matter what time of day it is. <laughs> it's a dog's life. It is a dog's life. I'm mm. coming back as a dog, by the way. You are. I don't know. I don't know. I might come back as a unicorn, you know, just to complete the circle. <laughs> mm. Well, if you did come back as a dog, which breed would it be? Ooh, good question. I think I want to be a Yorkie because they're like supposedly like the smartest breed next to pigs. Okay. Like they have, I think the brain capacity of a three-year-old or four-year-old I, I heard. Okay. Yeah. Plus, they're cute, and everybody loves them, so I'm sure, I'm sure I'll be adopted. <laughs> <laughs> that, that much I believe. I mean, what happens? Yorkies are kind of high-strung anyway. What happens if you take a high-strung... Um, My Yorkie not, is not high-strung at all. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Most Yorkies are Most Yorkies. But you're right. But, that they aren't I, all. That's true. Yeah, I feel like they take the personality of the owner, though. Well, that's probably true. So if you're high strung, like my dog definitely has the same phobia as I have. Like we're both hiding under the bed during thunderstorms. So it's like, it's a, it's a problem. Okay. So 
So when you get when you come back, then I imagine that what we're talking about here is you're not only going to come back as a Yorkie, but you're also yeah. going to pick who your owner is going to be. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know, with soul contracts and all that stuff, I've already picked who my owner is. Care to share? I I mean I'm I don't know till I get up there. Oh. But, but if you're there, I'll tap you on the shoulder and go, hey hey, uh, I'm going with uh, Patty over here. <laughs> She looks like good stock. I'm going to Patty. <laughs> good stock. Okay. <laughs> she looks like she has lots of treats. That's the <laughs> I'm going to get good and fat and I'll be back in a week. <laughs> it's nice to know what our priorities are in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that actually touches on another topic. Yes. Uh, Louise had a, a doctor's appointment. This is a follow-up to what she's been going through. Okay. Everything went smoothly. It was, it was very good. And one of the interesting things is that she found she lost 10 pounds. Ooh, get him, Louise. And the last time we were at this particular doctor, I had also stood on the scale, too. And I stood out this time, and I found I had lost 10 pounds. Ooh, look at you. Couple and, goals. Uh, what, what, what's really cool is that we didn't do anything. You there, know was no, there was no dieting that went on here. Right, right. There was no, no new exercise program. You know what the one thing is that we did do? Stress. You get you we, de-stressed. Well, to put it in more positive terms, we've been spending more time focused on what we like. Yes, yes. We have. I mean, Louise yeah. just recently became semi-retired. She's not yeah. as involved in the business anymore. So literally a weight off your shoulders. Literally, yeah. Literally. Take, takes a, a huge strain off. Yes. And while I have taken on more of the business, so in a sense that increases my stress level. <laughs> I also do it a little bit differently. I handle, I, I mean, we're all different people. Facts. Uh, we all, we, we do things differently. We, if we're managers, we manage differently. Yeah. No, no two managers manage the same way. Mm-hmm. And so the way I'm going about managing the business is actually for me, a, an easy way to do it. Right. It's my style, you know, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. the hard, you know what the hardest part is? The hardest part yeah. is because we're transitioning slowly over yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I, adapting to the transition. So I'm not stepping on her toes and she's not stepping on my toes. That's actually the hardest part. Okay. Okay. You know, because I mean, she still has the one thing she's responsible for right now, right now is the scheduling of, you know, who yeah. goes out each day. I'm mm-hmm. doing all the rest of it at this point. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And even that we're going to transition over so that by the beginning of next spring, I'll be doing all of it. Okay. Um, so but, she can uh, take a nap. <laughs> so she, yeah. So she can actually be retired. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that's well, great that she gets the business is still in the family, but she yeah. gets to go. She gets to be retired. That's, and that's and great. well, I mean, she's going to be she's sixty five going on sixty six. She's supposed to be retired. Exactly. I mean, exactly. That's, that's that's supposed to be what happens, right? Exactly. So, yep. Yeah, that's true. So you know, it all fits in. But the way um, the economy set up. <laughs> the thing that the thing about the economy is it's whatever you believe it is. Mm, isn't that with everything though? Absolutely. Everything is whatever you believe it is. Absolutely, it's 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 true. It's the absolute truth. Yeah. And if it if you believe that the economy is faltering, then the economy is faltering. I believe that the economy is not affecting me in what one way whatsoever. So I'm cool with it, whatever it okay. is. <laughs> Until yep. it starts to physically affect my life, doesn't matter to me. Well, what if it does physically affect your life? Oh well, then I have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be knocking on Trump's door or whoever's in office at that point and be like, excuse me, I have a problem. <laughs> I got Earth. this in the mail and it's a problem. <laughs> Earth to D.C., Earth to D.C., come in, please, over. Yes, Pennsylvania Avenue, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Ringing doorbells and everything. But when we're when we're um, just dealing with, with stuff like this, because ta- that's what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about dealing with the stuff of, of – we lost a job or we got a job or we don't have the job that we really want or um, we're running a business and it's not the right business or the business isn't going in the right direction or it is going in the right direction. But it's, I mean, it's just this long list of possible ways of saying, I don't like what's happening. Right. When, when, so you, when, you, when you have all those going on, you say to yourself, well, yeah, no wonder I think that the economy sucks. But if I turn that around yeah. and say to myself, well, you know, I have a good job. It may not be the one that I have in mind, but it's a good job and I'm going to get a better one. And you know what? The, the company I'm running right now may not be running the way I want it to, but on the other hand, I'm running it, so I can change that. Well, and as I, I change it, it's going to get better. Yeah. They're so like, well, what do you do for work? And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I call it work because it's, I'm doing work, but am I getting paid for it? Not right now, but mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I love it. So that's all that matters. That is huge. Yes. That is huge. And it's something I've been t- telling particularly to young people. I've been mm-hmm. talking to a number of young people lately regarding everything from gardening to programming, mm-hmm. to programming for the gardening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a variety of different people. And all, all of them, I've been telling them. I, we even did this with, um, we were, where were we? We were, I think it was when we were on the Cape. Mm-hmm. Just after we visited you, we went to Chatham and one of the shops that we went into. Louis oh, yeah, you ran into that girl that was going to college or something. That's right, something. yeah. Yeah. And I told her the same thing, that essentially go for what you love, don't go for the money. Yes. And inevitably, I'm, I've learned now to follow it up with, I know that's not what you hear all the time today. And right. they all shake their heads. Yes, yes, I agree with you. That is not what I hear all the time. But that's what I keep telling people. And I really believe it. I, well, that's I how believe, I was raised. I believe that's, that's what makes things work. Yeah. That's why I've loved every job I've ever had. Mm. Because that's what, that's how my mother raised me. She was like, no, don't do it for the money. Don't look for the highest price, highest paying job. Just do what you want to do. And if you don't like it, have a backup plan. And by the way, if you're going for the highest pay in the job that you're looking for, bear in mind there's only one person at the top. Mm-hmm. Everybody else comes in second place with that kind of thinking. Facts. Unless you're starting your own company. Even then. Even then, you're the, you're the, you're the one at the top. There, there, <laughs> a, there, well, even then, there's always somebody else running a company that's bigger. Mm. You know? Unless you're Google. But even then. <laughs> Who's bigger than Google? They're still growing. They're still, they, they haven't been discovered yet. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's like those who said, well, Walmart will never get beaten out. Mm, well, yeah. Walmart, Walmart got to being Walmart by beating out a whole bunch of others. And, and then it's going, Amazon. And it's going to happen to Walmart. Yep. And it's going to happen to Amazon. It happens to companies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Jeff Bezos, who runs Amazon, mm-hmm. totally has a hand on that. Yeah. He has a total hand on it because he said, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something like, Every great company has a lifespan of about 35 years, mm. including Amazon, he said. Wow. What so am I going to do when he's Amazon disappears? He's <laughs> forecasting that somebody else is going to beat on Amazon at some point. Mm, 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 mm. I have to admire his honesty. I, I agree. I have to you agree know? with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's right. It will happen that way. So there's always going to be somebody bigger. The question isn't whether or not you're at the top. The question is, how are you doing? Yeah, because uh, MySpace thought they were on top, and then Facebook came out of nowhere. Yeah, that then, pretty much destroyed MySpace. And then Instagram, and then it just it just keeps going. Snapchat, it's just. <laughs> does MySpace even exist anymore? It does. Does it really? But like, n- but like, no, not really. Like, not nobody's really. using it. Like, <laughs> it's like a shell of its former self. It is. It is. Yeah, it's kind of sad, really. A little bit. A little yeah. bit to see something in your lifetime fade away, like like when they got rid of AOL Messenger. I was like, oh, my childhood, <laughs> my childhood hurts. <laughs> my childhood hurts because that was like the thing when when the internet was first came out. It was like, okay, I'm, I get home from school and then and then you know you sign on to chat rooms, you start making friends in England and all kinds of stuff. Well, think um, of it this way. There, there's a whole new generation of people who have no idea what the phrase no. you got mail means. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and how exciting that was. <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> but no, no one will know. No one will know. I mean, if any of them ever see the old Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan movie, they, they won't know what it's about. Right over their heads. Right but, over their heads. You know, it's, it's kind of like telling them about telephones that you have to dial. Yes. <laughs> Or telephones with the little spinny dial thing. Yeah, rotary phones. Oh my god! Yeah, See, I didn't even—I didn't even know the name of it. Rotary phones. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw. I think it was a survey. It was a survey or a test or something like that, where mm-hmm. um, Generation Z kids were presented with a rotary dial telephone, and they had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> I saw one that with with this this father who presented his kids with a a cassette tape. <laughs> and they were like, they were like pressing the holes. <laughs> pressing like, holes. <laughs> like, how does it work? They were looking through the holes. They were like, so what does it do? How does it work? Right. Then they pulled the tape out. And I was yeah. like, oh god, I broke it. <laughs> get him a pencil. Get him a pencil. <laughs> and then I, it felt funny because after that, I saw a meme that had the cassette tape and a pencil, and they were like, some if if nobody knows what this means, they're too young for you. <laughs> That's good. The rule of thumb, I like that. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. 
set your set your boundaries. Okay, anything younger than this, I'm not interested in. Go away. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for oh, me, it's man. anybody who doesn't know what a vinyl record is, so. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I only know what it is because my dad had to have the biggest stereo in the house. Like, it was one of those oh, wow. took up half the living room type of stereo. Oh, good grief, yeah. Yeah, and, and my mom had a huge collection. So that's the only reason I know what it is. But, yeah, it was definitely faded out. I but, do understand that roughly 10 to 15 years ago, vinyl had a resurgence. No, it's having a resurgence now. Even now, it's still going yeah. on. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. And I yes. guess it's because of the imperfections of vinyl. It makes yes. the, the performance sound more real. Yes, yes. Especially, is, especially when you have live concerts that are on vinyl. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the realness. Oh, my God. Yeah, you haven't had all the, the life um, edited out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As happens nowadays with the studios. Yeah, I notice when I when I'm downloading music, I like the live versions better. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know if it's the reaction with the audience or just I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm at the concert. It just feels better. It feels more real. Yeah. yeah I mean, it feels like you're actually it. hearing them. Yeah, exactly. Which is odd when you consider that about 50 years ago, you know, when a band appeared on TV or radio, they would play the actual recorded song and right. the, the band would lip sync to it. Yeah, well, some some people still do that, especially like if they have a lot of dancing in their um in their routines, mm-hmm. they definitely excuse me, they definitely lip sync because you know singing oh, yeah. and dancing is a lot. Yeah, there's really not anybody who's been able to do it since Gene Kelly, and that'll tell you just how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, Walt finds a way to show his age. Every episode. <laughs> Yeah, but I do it with style and with pride. I don't do it out of embarrassment. Oh yeah, no one's no one's saying <laughs> no no one's saying it in a negative way. I'm just saying it happens. <laughs> hey, I, the way I look at it is this: one of my goals is mm-hmm. to essentially reduce my biological age down into my 20s again. And in order well, to make I that, I will meet you there. Okay. <laughs> okay. And once that happens, I want to be able to point to the fact that I still remember the 1960s, despite the fact that I have that biological age of, you know, a 25-year-old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, to me, that, that kind of seals the deal. Yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. 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 That, now, now I can actually look back over a, I can actually look back over a 50-year period and remember most of it, which is amazing, Ooh. especially considering Ooh. what I did in college. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> there is a little segment that's missing, but other than that, yeah, um, <laughs> it's a little spotty back then. A little, a little spotty. spotty, yeah, <laughs> just a bit. Yeah, a couple of erasures. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you need to go to re- your reunion so they can fill you in. I doubt that they could, to be honest. <laughs> I have serious doubts about that. No help. No help. Okay. <laughs> the biggest problem would be, you know, people showing up at the reunion and saying, did I know you? Right. <laughs> Especially at the high school reunions is a, is a little safer, but ha- college reunions yeah. is so much bigger. It's so it's, it's too much. I mean, for some of us, it's a question of trying to remember. Let's see, which school did I go to? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. I can see the diploma on the wall. That's how I know. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so what was the topic today? <laughs> Comedy and how it raises your vibration. Oh, that's what it is, of course. Yes. <laughs> so As we we've been so doing far? the whole time. <laughs> I guess we're doing pretty well then. We are, because for the last 45 minutes, everybody's vibrations have been raised. You know, um, Unless comedy... you're not a subscriber. Oh, you mean we should be encouraging people to subscribe? I think so. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh. <laughs> well, then let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so, if you have the moment, please take your phone, your device, and go to LOA Today right now, and you'll get not only a subscription, but this beautiful... No, no, that's too over the top. I know. Sorry. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we did our promos like that every day? You know. Oh my how, god! I think people would log off. I think <laughs> I would log off. 
Oh my god, the goddamn moth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the moth is back. The moth was on my drink. I, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Ooh, I almost had a meltdown. <laughs> so, so now that we've done the silly promo, let's do the real promo. Yes, okay. The, the real promo is we really do want people to, to become subscribers. Despite what they're seeing here, it really is a good show. <laughs> I guess that's not really the best promo, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Despite what you're seeing. <laughs> no, seriously, it does get better, really. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I think actually anybody who's listening to this point, they really do like what's going on, so that's the good news. But uh, yes. yeah, become a subscriber. And, and and the good news, actually the really good news, Alex, is that most of the people who listen are subscribers. Yes, they are. Which is fabulous. And you we know? love it. Thank you. Yeah. And we love every one of them, and that's that's really it's terrific. It's actually hum- humbling for me. Oh, I mean, to think we've got hundreds of people who listen to us. I think, dang. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I know. That's a responsibility. It is a responsibility. Wow. Okay. Mm. So thank you guys. <laughs> but for the other 10%, we want you to join the crazy crew too. And in order to do that, <laughs> you go to LOAToday.net and the instructions are right at the top of the page on how to become a subscriber. It takes about a minute. And then when you're done, you can also go to YouTube where they can also subscribe to us and watch what we're creating as we're creating it, at, in addition to listening to it. I mean, you yep. actually get the video with the audio. That's the nice thing about YouTube. That's, that's the best that part. Yeah. So, have no, you seen me? I, I, <laughs> how can anyone miss the purple hair? Is the I'm question saying, I though. Purple and blue, and it's got tonality to it and everything. Yes. Mermaid hair, hello. Mermaid hair, yes. <laughs> and it works. It works great. So. Anyway, tell people how they can subscribe on YouTube. That's your job. Okay, well, when you go to YouTube, you look for us at LOA Today Podcast Videos, and then you hit the subscribe button. And once you hit the subscribe button, next to the subscribe button, there's a little silver bell. And when you hit the little silver bell, click always, so you will always be notified when we go live. Silver bells. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's a little bit It's not Christmas yet. But thank you for explaining that so cogently and, and so beautifully. And hopefully people are who there may be people who are listening new and maybe they are subscribing right now. And that kind of gives me a warm feeling. As they in fact, should. In fact, one of the nice things I will say about YouTube, as opposed to say Google Play or the Apple podcast software or whatever, is YouTube will let you know every time you have a new subscriber. Ooh. Does it tell yeah. you who they are? They are, yeah. It tells you what the screen name is of the person. Oh, we should go and, like, say thank you to personally to everybody. Sure. Okay. Let's make you – you want to be a, a volunteer member of the, the welcome committee? I mean, like, I do everything else. Like, what else do you need from me? <laughs> <laughs> you're not saying that you're overworked, are you? No, I'll never oh, okay. overworked. <laughs> okay, good. As long as you're doing what you love. As we I, said before, I love every minute thing. of it. So Yeah, absolutely. I think we should do that. But, uh, yeah. I, I I love the fact that every single time that we do an episode, at least one person signs up as a new subscriber on YouTube, and that doesn't count what's happening in the others that we just don't see. Right, you know, right. On Apple iTunes or Google Play or you know Pandora or wherever else, we just don't see it when somebody's subscribing there. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun to see that people. I have a question: forward. Is there a way that when someone subscribes on YouTube, that we could send them a personal thank you video? Sure. We have to have the video to send them, but yeah. Well, I don't mind doing the videos for the people that subscribe. Okay. Well, yeah, let's do that. Um, I'm trying to think what's the easiest. I mean, probably the thing to do, I wish there was a way that we could actually join account so that you could have right. you could see what I see on the account. Right. That's yeah, it's not, like, it's not like Facebook where you can just add me as an admin. That would be great, yeah. Yeah, it would be. That would solve <laughs> the issue right there. Yeah. So, note to Google, please add admin capabilities to YouTube <laughs> because it will make our lives much easier and enable you to sell more advertising, which is what you're all about anyway. So, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I believe, in, I believe in, in appealing to the higher standards of the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, mm-hmm. And in Google's case, that's selling the advertising. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't say much for what their lower standards are. But, <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I mean, Google is—they they never actually did this as an official positioning statement, but unofficially, right. in, in a Google memo many years ago, they're mm-hmm. very famous. Their they're two founders, Larry Page and, and Sergey Brin, are very famous for putting out a memo that says, 
our policy here is don't do evil. Okay, keep it simple. All right. <laughs> and then they proceeded over the next 10 to 15 years to do one evil thing after another. <laughs> Ignore the previous statement. <laughs> and when they were questioned about that, they said, well, we never actually made that a policy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was just a memo. Is all it was a memo. <laughs> Did you get the memo? <laughs> <laughs> so another tangent completely worn out. Anyway. <laughs> I can't stand us today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we do try to get back to the original topic. So let's go back to the original topic if we can remember okay. what it was. I believe it had something to do with, with uh, comedy and trying to raise energy levels. Yes. And when we're, when we're talking about, well, it's really anything that has to do with performing, I suppppose, because yeah, comedy is a form of performance, but I mean, playing in a band would be performance, <laughs> doing a, a reading would be a performance, giving a speech yes. would be a performance, any, any of them. In fact, that's one of the, of the things that they teach people in uh, Toastmasters is mm-hmm. how to relax, first of all, and second of all, how to engage the audience so that you can raise that energy level. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is when you speak to somebody who has been through the Toastmasters program, they will tell you just how much it helped them, just mm. how much it really made a difference in building their self-confidence, mm-hmm. um, how, how they basically were able, in many cases, to turn their lives around because of that experience. So Toastmasters has been really great for some people. Cool. Now, having said that, I have to mention, I've, I have heard some talks by some Toastmasters that makes me wonder, did they pass the course? Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I won't say who they were because this is okay. not about shaming anyone in particular. Because uh, shade is part of my comedy, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll leave that to you then. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. But but all I'm saying is, okay, well, we know it's important to raise the energy level, but what happens if you don't really learn it? How do you, how do you turn yeah. it around? Because, yeah. I mean, well, you may not be the right person to ask because you said you are always able to raise the energy level. But yes. you're going to have to play guru for a second. How do you help somebody who has trouble doing that? Uh, you go with the old standby, picture everyone in their underwear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At least it made you laugh, so now you feel better, and now you can make the audience laugh. But the first, I actually tried that one time when I had to give a talk. And I, I wanted have no to imagination leave, like that, so I couldn't I, I, I wanted to leave the room instantly because I was absolutely grossed out by it. I know, right? Dad bods everywhere. Oh. I mean, forget <laughs> it. Not not happening. I was not interested. No, And And, and that, that talk went very poorly, I might add. Mm, yeah, I would think so because you're yeah. just sitting there like, oh, God. Um, so <laughs> There's a reason why I'm holding my hand over my eyes. Right. <laughs> but I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> But I would I would honestly suggest I, to you know look deeply into icebreakers. That's that's what I would suggest. And what constitutes an icebreaker from your perspective? Anything, honest, uh, anything that would make the audience laugh, I think, is an icebreaker. Okay. Anything that um, disarms the audience, so mm. it makes it makes them think of you in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. So I, I I suppose one way you could do it would be to come out on stage and start off with a really really lame joke, yep, and then, and then say something like you're not buying this, are you? Yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, something that that basically says, okay, I don't really have a good routine. Let, let's just skip the routine. Let's just have a conversation. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of like what we do, what we do. We start off with dad jokes, and then we're like, all right, now back to the topic. <laughs> We're half actually a time, serious podcast. <laughs> half the time trying to remember what the, the topic was. Yes. <laughs> it's half the fun, really. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and, and it's an interesting point you make because what I have found works best for me by doing the podcast mm-hmm. is, I don't want to say forgetting the audience because the audience is always really important to me, but yes. rather like putting up a, a temporary barrier so I don't think about the audience at the moment that I'm talking with somebody and just have the conversation. Yeah, knowing yeah, that if I do that, the audience, anybody in the audience who has any interest in what we're talking about is going to get sucked in. Well, see, I do both because sometimes, like, when we're talking about serious stuff, like when we're talking about mental health, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about the audience because mm-hmm. it's like when I'm telling my story of what I've been through and I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like, I could be helping one person that's going through what I went through sure. that day. You know what I mean? So sometimes I'm thinking about the audience and sometimes I'm like, <laughs> nope. 
Not today. <laughs> today ain't <laughs> your day, Susan. <laughs> and I, I use the same technique when I'm doing, when I'm playing the interviewer role. We have a guest yeah. on, you know. And oh, I'm speaking of which, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Um, you couple, a couple of episodes, I think it was with Linda, you had a psychic on and, and did not notify me and I wanted to be read and I didn't, two episodes and I didn't know until after the fact. Okay. Are you so done? Next, yeah, next time. <laughs> next time, I'm going to need to be text personally <laughs> when, when there's a psychic on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bone is picked. Got it. Um, <laughs> I have one question. Am I a subscriber? No, that's not the one. That's a good oh. question, but that's <laughs> yes, not the one I'm I have in mind. a subscriber, <laughs> but I don't watch our episodes. <laughs> but, well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll play off of that one because that's a good one. Okay. Did you have the little bell clicked on YouTube? Yes. So you got notified when we were live. Yes. <laughs> so you didn't show up when you knew we were live. But I didn't know what the episode was about. It said Friday afternoon law of attraction with psychic medium Cheryl Murphy. That probably should have given you a clue. <laughs> See, when it shows up on my phone, it just says LOA today is, is live. It doesn't give me the whole thing. So I don't know what the episode is about. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, saying, that's like saying I have to put the first four words into the first four words of the text message. Otherwise, you won't read the text message. I mean, <laughs> the way my phone's set up. <laughs> All right. Well we'll, well, we'll give you a pass on that one. Let, let me let me go to uh, option number two, which is the one okay. I really wanted to get to, which is okay. would you be interested in being in charge of the promotion of LOA today? Aren't I already? <laughs> well, I mean the advanced promotion. Oh, what do you mean advanced promotion? I mean like letting people know that we're having Cheryl Murphy, the psychic medium, on, on Friday. Or yes, the, because which is, which is I not happening this Friday, actually. Right. Yes, because I don't feel like you let people know early enough. That's why I'm asking, would you like to take on the role? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I feel like I would forget. <laughs> Well, not only that, it would take away your ability to complain that you weren't notified because you're the one doing the notifying. Facts, facts. I need so stuff to you'd be, complain be about, very, though. Be very careful about whether or not you want to take on this role. I need stuff to complain about, though. Cue <laughs> Jeopardy right. theme. <laughs> so what would this entail? Like, do I get – so are we going to do, like, daily emails and you're going to tell me, like, okay, next week we're doing this that we have – is it just for – just for a special guest? I would say for everything. I mean, I, we, we know what the lineup is in terms of the co-host. That doesn't yeah. change from week to week. Right. And the only thing that does change is if one of them says, hey, I'm bringing so-and-so on as a as a guest, then I can okay. forward that to you, and, and you can help promote that as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, I can do that. In fact, I, I can even give you access to the Hootsuite uh, app that I have that, that I use for um, putting out the automatic notices when we when we go live. So you can you can do that, too, if you want. Wow, I got all the fancy buttons. Okay. <laughs> that sounds friend, like a plan, Sam. That, my friends, that, my friend, friendly listeners, that is how you put out to the universe what it is that you really want. Yes. And I just did, and key. I just got what I wanted. So thank you so much. <laughs> Delegation is key, and Alex is always always willing. So <laughs> it's also how you turn lemons into lemonade, and mm-hmm. I love that part of this. So Facts. with that mm-hmm. thought in mind, I think that's a good way to uh, wind up. Uh, first of all, I wanted to thank your friend Nathan for dropping by and listening to the live stream. That was great. He just wanted so, to see my pretty face. Appreciate <laughs> that, Nathan. That was fabulous. <laughs> we also had, uh, uh, oh, yes, this is somebody else you know, uh, Althea. Mom, hi! <laughs> she started off with applause at the beginning. Oh, and hi, I, Mommy! I and I didn't acknowledge that, so I apologize, Mom. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so it was the Austin fan club listening to the live stream today. I know. Hi, everybody. Yeah. All we're missing is Japan Jen. And Jeffrey wasn't here for some reason. He must not be. I don't know. Where's Jeffrey? I don't know. That's pretty unusual for him. But mm. that's okay. He's so, the one who keeps us on topic, so. Well, he'll keep the pod- podcast going. I mean, you know, he'll be here for the next one, and I guarantee right. he'll catch this one listening to the podcast itself. So yes. So he won't miss yes. it. It's just okay. he's not here to the live part. That's yeah. Good. That's okay. So that's good stuff. Anyway, thank you very much for an interesting topic. I, I hope we spent at least part of the show on it. That was. You know. I think we we think we did a strong half, but you know us. We go on tangents. And what did you say? To, you said to somebody we uh 
that our podcasts are just a stream of consciousness. So it's just they pretty much just are. The way it is. Yes. You got to stay the whole hour to see if you can catch what we're saying. And you know what the astonishing thing is? People actually do stay. They do stay because they're they like, do. "Where's where is this going?" <laughs> I don't know Where's why. this crazy you, train? That's what. That's the cool thing about Apple iTunes. iTunes gives you good um, metrics on how long people listen on average. And on average, our shows get listened to about three-quarters of the way through, which means there's some people dropping off and other people listening all the way through. I mean, that's pretty darn good. That's a good percentage right there. Well, that makes me feel good. Yeah. yeah. So thank you to our podcast listeners, because without them, we wouldn't have that percentage. Facts. <laughs> Actual factuals. So good stuff. All right. Well, then I'll be talking to you on Thursday. We don't know yet if Joel can make the four o'clock time slot. He's still working on trying to sort that out, but you'll be there. Mm. I'm sure. Side note, if it ends up pushing back later, as of October, that's going to be hard for me because I'm starting karate and from uh-huh. six to eight, I will be unavailable Never on Tuesdays and Thursday. Yes. I understand that since I have a black belt co-host on Friday, I know about not messing with black belts. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, good enough. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you to our live stream and, and podcast listeners as well. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.